Hey, GLers, coming up, those items I told you about that you should worry about, but, of course, we can't do anything about them. That and much more, including a uh, sports segment with Patrick. All of this uh, thanks to our good friends at Fratelloni Ace Hardware. They're, all those stores are all over the Twin Cities. They're right up there with the NAC Hardware and Lounge. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Before I get to the things that you should worry about, even though you can't do anything about them, yeah. uh, this caught my attention. This should frighten every parent of a teenager. A Michigan mother arrested after stealing her teen daughter's cell phone as a form of discipline has been vindicated. This is from Hudsonville, Hudsonville, Michigan. The the Ottawa County prosecutor dismissed the charges against the local woman on Tuesday. Questions remain, however, as to why she was arrested in the first place. Uh, I would like answers on why it got so far and how it got this far where this happened within my home. I'm disciplining my child, then I'm being the one handcuffed, Jody May told WOOD-TV. May was nursing her four-week-old baby the day before Mother's Day when a deputy knocked on her door, telling her she'd be arrested on a misdemeanor theft charge. Hmm? He had told me that he was going to arrest me, and I asked him if I could turn myself in on that Monday by myself, that I had a new baby. She wasn't taking the bottle yet, she said. Her proposals weren't accepted. She was arrested and taken to a holding cell before being released two hours later on a $200 bond. May told WOOD-TV that she took her 15-year-old daughter's iPhone 6 away in April after she got in trouble at school. However, Ron France, the prosecutor, said the mom never told the original deputies that she'd taken the phone away to punish her daughter. In fact, it was never mentioned in the original report. The mom, though, claims she did tell the deputy up front. May's ex-husband, who reported the alleged theft told deputies that he owned the phone, but the mom says the phone was a Christmas gift from her ex-husband to her daughter. I believe the prosecutor knew the whole time. It was an easy question to have answered, May what? said. Just a few uh, short minutes into the trial, the assistant prosecutor announced it was indeed the daughter's phone, so the case was dismissed, and May left the courthouse with a clean record. This is absolutely... I don't get this it. This is eerie. This is, this, is, this, is, this happened in the United <clears throat> States of America. The mom took the daughter's phone as a form of discipline. The daughter obviously ratted out her mother to her father. And the father, uh, maybe, maybe, their, uh, maybe their split was split not so, amicable. Okay. But she's nursing a, a young child. Yeah, I don't even know who the father of that child is. Reporting isn't what it used right. to be. So we're, we're left to piece this together with what little facts we have. And it seems to me that uh, the, the daughter... Uh, had to go and tell somebody, hey, mom took my phone. And so it sounds like the uh, the dad, uh, the mom's ex-husband, uh, called the police and said, hey, uh, Jody May stole my daughter's telephone. And the cops show up at Jody May's house 
which is and still, arrest her. but which is still so aggressive oh, that that the, that the police would respond to that call and say, uh, "We know where the 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 thief is. The thief is at one two three Cambridge. No Main Street. Main Street. Main sorry. Street. <sighs> Don't you think that's that's just a, a different twist there? The fact that they would show up there. I mean, haven't they got more things to do? Yeah, well, that sounds like a family so. problem. Well, and not only that, but I think the key to understanding this story is that they're uh, the ex, they're exes, and uh, obviously they uh, they weren't feeling too good about being exes with each okay, other. Okay, so maybe that maybe that aggression led the police to be a little more. Um, well, in a similar vein, uh, it not necessarily unrelated. Uh, I, I'm astonished. Uh, I think, along with everyone who read it, how bungled. Uh, the uh, Wetterling case was it's just uh, extraordinary, and it's heartbreaking. It's just extraordinary how bungled that was. Clues missed and huh. opportunities missed, and uh, they had this. Uh, they had this word I can't say in, in their sights the whole time. They had him in a it was lineup. right there. They missed everything. It just uh, it's astonishing, and, and I feel bad for the Wetterlings. That this information got released, uh, Channel Five uh, Eyewitness News did a good piece on this uh, last night. Uh, Hubbard Broadcasting was among the uh, media organizations arguing that the file should be made public under state law, and uh, now we know uh, how badly uh, it was handled. A professor at the U of M said uh, that's why Minnesota law says investigative records must be released once a case is closed. It's not just a question of saying we as journalists want this, Professor Jane Curtley said. It's that you, the public, have a right to see this. Uh, Curtley is the director of the Silla Center for the Study of Media Ethics and Law at the U of M, which helped convince a judge that the Wetterling files must be released. We know with broad strokes what the outcome of this investigation was. We also know that it took many years, Curtley said. I think it's worth asking why. What happened? What did they do right? What did they do wrong? What was the role of the FBI? All important questions. Stearns County Sheriff Don Goodmanson said Thursday that the records show investigators focused on the wrong suspect and failed to connect key pieces of evidence. This is essential to accountability, Curtley said, holding law enforcement available, uh, accountable for what they do. Hmm. Uh, what was the do? Did we learn what the Wetterling um, family wanted to? Did they want these records released, or did they not want these records released? They did not want them released, no. because uh, I, you can imagine the pain. Uh, well, not only that, but uh, they were they're worried that uh, that uh, personal information will be contained in these hmm. files, and so far. Uh, I think uh, the Pioneer Press and the Star Tribune have behaved responsibly. I see no reason, no reason whatsoever that any personal information about the Wetterlings should ever be made public just because these agree. files are now public. Right, right. What, what, what do I, as a citizen, have to gain by that? I, I Nothing. Would, I would like their uh, life to remain private. I have, uh, as a citizen, uh, I have a lot to gain by realizing how— uh, incompetent law enforcement was in this case. And mm -hmm. and because of that revelation, I would imagine that great changes will be made. Great safeguards will be undertaken. The the the, the cops and up there don't want to be embarrassed. They're they're terribly embarrassed by this. The 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 FBI's embarrassed. Uh, so yeah, that part that part's in the public domain and needs to be taken care of. 
But I really hope, I really hope nothing comes of the... Uh, but was it, a, was it a sign of the times, though? What do you mean? Uh, I mean, you know, back in, you know, what, 1980? It's only 31 years ago, isn't it? You know, but we they, they didn't have the information that could talk. I'm not defending anybody, but I'm just saying it still seemed pretty primitive back then. Well, they missed tires. Well, I, treads. I, they I'm, missed yeah, I'm not defending them. Uh, I mean, they missed common stuff. They The biggest failure, I, I think law enforcement would agree with this, the biggest failure is they didn't link the, uh, the abduction of Jacob Wetterling to several, several reported assaults on teenage boys in the area. That would be pretty, that's a pretty big thing to miss. For which, for which, why, uh, what's his name, Heinrich, had yeah. been brought in on, on some of those accusations. And they, right. they failed to link Heinrich to the abduction of Wetterling. He was in the lineup. Right. My God. Yeah. You know, and you, looking back and everything, you know, obviously I can't even imagine what this family has been through over these years and nothing that they could have done. And I'm talking about law enforcement, nothing they could have done would have prevented Jacob, unfortunately, from, from making it. But how in, in any way is this helping this family? It, because I can't, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, does does the, the the bungling of the case all those years ago does that does that somehow make you feel better? I, I, I no, guess... it does not. No, no, no. Hmm. The White only stated that they uh, they just it. They their statement to... is it's painful to examine these things, but uh... I cannot imagine. And oh. they and they they both of them uh, have handled it with grace. Well, can you imagine though? Uh, I'm sure they were questioned numerous times, sure, and, certainly. and and you can imagine the uh, uh, what you could intimate from some of those questions, you know, and uh, how deeply involved was the family in his, mm -hmm. dis you know, they they probably left no stone unturned in that case. It, it, but meanwhile, they were they were l letting major stones go unturned. Right, right. Uh, so I I think the best hope we can have for the Wetterlings is that information stays private. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Hi. All right, you want to worry about Is something? Is a friend coming there? Yeah, like the old days. Am I on now? <laughs> no, that I got to do another. I want to tell people about the things you should be worrying about that you can't do anything about. Let's Here revisit. Let's revisit Yellowstone, okay. all right? A thermal spring near Old Faithful in Yellowstone has erupted for the fourth time in the last 60 years. Ear Spring on Yellowstone's Geyser Hill went from being dormant on Saturday to spewing. It has to spew, doesn't it? Of course it's spewing. Spewing steam and water between 20 and 30 feet high, uh, a height not recorded since 1957, said park spokesman Neil Herbert. It has since continued to erupt at a near constant height of about two feet, Ear, ear spring, named for its resemblance to the shape of a human ear, is one of dozens of geysers, pools, and hot springs in Yellowstone's Upper Geyser Basin, among the park's top attractions that featured the popular Old Faithful. It last erupted in 04. The eruption is among the new thermal activity seen over the last several days on Geyser Hill. This activity 
includes new erupting vents and surface fractures, and it has led park officials to close a boardwalk in the popular Upper Geyser Basin to prevent people from being injured by scalding water. Yellowstone's thermal basins sometimes undergo significant changes in short amounts of time, but the new eruptions are not a sign of impending volcanic activity. The changes are continuing and could lead to a new or different closures in the basin. Uh, Ear Spring isn't the first dormant geyser to come to life this year. In March, the world's largest active geyser began the first in a series of eruptions for the first time since 2014. Steamboat geysers' eruptions can reach heights of 300 to 400 feet, compared to Old Faithful's 130-foot average. So uh, wow. mother's stirring there. They're saying, don't panic yet, but I'd worry about it. You can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, they say don't worry. If they're even looking at it, I'm worried. Okay, here's another one. Okay, number two. This one's going to bring about the end of life as we know it. This is uh, Break Glass Smoke Lucky? Uh, yeah. Scientists are concerned about the next significant space weather event, which begins at the sun in the center of the solar system. Severe space weather occurs less frequently than traditional weather on Earth, but it can be more destructive. The sun is now headed towards a solar minimum, forecasted to arrive in 2019 as the sun changes over from solar cycle 24 to solar cycle 25. The sun goes through 11-year cycles during which solar activity increases and decreases. Uh, Tracking sunspot activity dates back to the start of the first solar cycle in 1755, Uh, Today, simple sketching and counting of sunspot numbers have given away to land-based and space-based technologies that continually monitor the sun. Uh, But here's here's where you're going to get uh, uh, a coronal uh, coronal mass ejection. Whoa, you've heard of those, haven't you? Yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) Sometimes they sometimes they're earlier than you think. But here's where they're saying it's going to disrupt GPS, satellites, and astronauts currently in space. Even airline crew and passengers get a markedly higher dose of radiation during solar storms, especially during polar crossing transoceanic flights. And a repeat of the most significant solar storm on record, the 1859 Carrington Super Flare, would cause trillions of dollars in damage as power grids, communication networks, and electronic equipment worldwide would be knocked out. Some scientists believe that Earth is due for a severe space weather event that could send civilization temporarily into reverse. What does that mean? It means you'd be going backwards. Oh. Another incident occurred in 1989 when an Earth-facing coronal mass eruption rocked the planet, producing a surge in voltage and caused Hydro-Quebec power grid in Canada to collapse, leaving millions of people without electricity. So what they're saying here is at any moment now, uh, we're going to all uh, be do- dead because we won't have electricity. Ah. So it could be break And there's glass. nothing we can do. Yeah, you can't do anything about it. Uh, the quiet, the sun's been quiet, but she's uh, starting to, we're not supposed to get complacent about that. We're supposed to be hysterical that any moment uh, we're going to have uh, disruptions like we've never seen before. I, I would suggest those are more than just disruptions. Those are, those are, uh, what major catastrophes if that thing you know if something happens yellowstone or coronal mass ejection that's going to be if the volcano in yellowstone erupts it's pretty much over because not only will boulders the size of volkswagens be landing here (laughs) but i would imagine that the uh the uh the resulting uh, matter that goes into the atmosphere will 
block out the sun and we'll the have, road. We'll have nuclear winter. It'll be like the road. It'll be just like the road. Or if we get the uh, if we get the big uh, coronal mass ejection uh, and all of our electricity goes out, we won't know what to do because we're terribly spoiled. <clears throat> Remember in the road, the only guy will survive Pedro Luca. He's, he's My guy in, in the cave. cave in Argentina. Remember when in the road, when the guy, the dad and the kid, they find the the little hutch or the 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 portal where they go in and they and go downstairs. Food and, food and yeah. he's having a nice bourbon and yeah. he's just kicking back. Yeah. And I hope if this catastrophe happens, I can find that that same place. Well, what he what he had come across apparently was somebody's bomb shelter. Right, uh, like a, a doomsday prepper or something right. like doomsday. that. That was it. That really was a good uh, book. That's one where you uh, you need a box of Kleenex. Do you have uh, Pat's theme ready? Uh, I do. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna go find him now. He's wandering the hall. Wait, he left. Well, I, well, I chased him. I chased him out. Oh, he chased him out. yeah. He came in, but he was he sheepishly. Well, he closed. He slammed the door. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you rewind the. Well, podcast, some things just don't change. Do no, no, no. Nor do we want it. No, I am ready. All right, I'm gonna go find him. Can't find him. Um, well, we found him, kind of. I called him and I texted him. He's in the building. Right? He is in the building. But well, I'll let I'll let you talk to him. He's uh, he's going to be uh, here via the telephone. Yes. I'm in the building, but I'm filling out forms. <laughs> I cannot I cannot get down there. Uh, sorry. You should have taken me live when you had the chance. Wait a minute. So. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Well, how many? What do you mean you're filling out forms? How long can that take? Uh, well, uh, when they uh, are, when there's uh, very, very many of them, it can take quite some time. I'm also oh. discovering with uh, Medicare and Social Security and all these other things. Yeah, I'm discovering why so many people get divorced later in life. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some disputes as you're trying to decide what you should sign and what you shouldn't sign and how you should sign Is it. Is the DA with like you? That. No, no, no. That's part of the he problem. Never be with me again after this morning. No, that <laughs> might be. Uh, you know me. Yeah, yeah. I can be a little impatient sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> And it can cause some stress. Oh, let me ask you something. Are yeah, you... you can only have some, no matter how much you love her. Yep. You can only be told how stupid you are five or six times, and then you kind of respond, right? Yeah, right. you tend to get upset. It's she, like a pebble in your she shoe. She breaks down the wall is what you're saying. She's broken down the wall today. After a while, uh, you know, you're saying, oh, honey, I just, honey, I just want to make sure goes to shut the bleep up, you know. <laughs> it takes a while, but it gets there. It gets there. You know, yeah, I'm accused I'm accused a lot of being a bad waiter. You're, you're just as <laughs> yeah. bad of a waiter. Oh, I'm a bad waiter. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I, uh, it's anyway, I, I should have been there, but I figured I wouldn't get there in time. So. Well, are you awaiting someone to help you? No, no, I'm good right now, but I'm I'm too far away to uh, to get uh, to get there in time to do it. So I want to talk to you about the golf. Tiger's in the lead again, but he's now six under. Did he just make a birdie? Yes, right the yes, yes. He didn't hit it that straight. But yeah. here's the deal. Do you know what they're going to do? Have you seen what they're going to do with this tournament next year? No. This is official, apparently, now. 
you're going to get they they want the winner to be the winner of the FedEx Cup, right? Okay. That's, that's the winner of this tournament. They want to be the winner. Which is not so necessarily next, the case today. No, I don't think Tiger can win the FedEx I don't Cup. think he can either. Because he's not in the, if you're not in the top seven, it, the points won't, won't allow you to win. Right. Next year, the guy who's leading in the points for yeah. the season right. starts at 10 under. Really? The next guy starts at eight. The next four start at eight under. This is BS. Seven under, six under, and five under. I don't okay? like this. I don't and like then you this. Put, and then you put it in brackets, and the next five guys are four under, the next five guys are three under, the next guy five guys are two under. So if you're down at the bottom, uh, the uh, you're chasing a guy who's got a 10-stroke advantage in four days. That's, so, euphor- that's, that's euphoria. That's, well, it's it's uh, make the sponsor happy, I guess, and that's what the FedEx, the FedEx, which is you know they basically FedEx has got so much clout with them that they they have turned moved one of the uh, the playoff events to Memphis next year to, mm-hmm. to be a FedEx event, and 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 also FedEx wanted this, they wanted the, to say that the guy they they didn't like the fact that some guy won. The tournament and didn't win the the FedEx Cup. So, oh, for uh, Pete's they, sake! Yeah, ten under the guy. But you know what? There's what about what about now? You you started ten under, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're like only two shots ahead going into Sunday. You're going to be puckered up, aren't you? I oh, mean, yeah. We're going to all remember. Hey, that guy had a ten stroke lead, right. and he ended up he ended up uh, getting beat. So I guess we'll. But it is uh, anything. We're in a time of our sports life that anything to make the sponsors happy, right? Yes. Especially in golf and NASCAR and stuff like that, which are reliant totally on sponsors. I never had, well, uh, along those same lines, why wouldn't the NFL, why does the NFL permit ties? Well, this all these phony baloney things like the, the roughing the passer idiocy from last Sunday and other things, and uh, reducing overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes, which when did they do that, Reavers? Three, four years ago? Something like that, yeah. About three years ago. The, the reason they did that is to, when they're getting sued the next time to say, we've made all these changes, you know, we've changed the kickoff rules, we've, done, we've made all these changes to make the game safer, and people... Uh, you know, we've, we've done everything we can, and people who play the game are know that they're taking on risks, and we are very safety conscious. I mean, there's a lot of people talk about them. They want to keep quarterbacks in the game like Aaron Rodgers. Yes, they do, but to me, it's more about future lawsuits. That, mm-hmm. that, that their, their lawyers are saying, hey, you know, put up all this uh, phony BS that you uh, you're really concerned about the injuries and head head injuries for these players by taking, you know, lowering the risk by supposedly they had some stuff that the last five minutes of overtime are more dangerous and blah blah blah. So, uh-huh. But when they were playing 15 minutes overtimes, they had virtually no ties, and uh, because the Vikings lost in the Superdome that year without getting the ball on a field goal, they changed that rule. So that that you know that each team gets the ball, so yeah. that increased that increased the odds of a tie. And then of course now that we've gone from fifteen minutes to ten minutes, I mean, if you were watching that game 
last week between the Vikings and the Packers. I don't know about you, but when the, uh, when the second team got the ball, there were only like three minutes and 40 seconds left, right? Mm-hmm. I did, you know, I mean, it, it was, you know, the, 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 the quickness with which that 10 minutes uh, evaporates in a tie game, it certainly creates the, you know, the uh, odds of having a tie. So I your, do your, like your solution yeah. would be return to the 15-minute overtime. Yes, yeah, that's what I And you're suggesting or, that they do not under the guise of trying to be more protective of health. Yes, that, right. that's my theory as right. to why they're doing it. Now they're going to say, yeah, they, they pretty much admit that the, the reduction of 15 minutes to 10 minutes is uh, for, for, well, I mean, that's how they're advertising it as a safety measure. That's yeah. how they're advertising it. Might we return to golf for a moment? Sure, I'm all for it. Uh, is it possible that Dustin Johnson could have uh, blown that relationship with Paulina? Is that possible? Ah, uh, there's certainly something going on, right? Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, somebody told me that, uh, if you put the, uh, two IQs together here, we're not, uh, you know, you're, you're not about a normal human being. So, uh, I guess, I guess Paulina wasn't, uh, uh, gonna get into Harvard either, so uh, it was, that's that's what I heard. So. Yeah. Well, I think I just just listening to him talk, I get the idea. It's not a real deep pool there, you know. Well, it doesn't every time you look at that guy, and, and I kind of like him, and especially his wonderful game. But you can see demons, can't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You can see him. There's there's inner turmoil going on there for sure. Yeah. And he's, he's like one or two over. And of course, what what is impressive about Tiger's six uh, five under yesterday and, and playing today is the course is playing tough. Yep. When you know the, the the other good numbers he's put up lately have been on easy golf courses. All the playoff golf courses were pretty easy, but this is a hard golf course, and you got some great players who are over par on these six under. So. Back to, if he uh, doesn't hit it, if he doesn't hit the driver in the trees, he's going to be fine. Yeah, Pat. Back to uh, Dustin. Um, what was yeah. the great Chris Rock line? You're only as faithful as your yeah. options. Yeah, yeah, I, only, yeah. But but God Almighty, really? You know, once once you've gotten to option A, what are you looking <laughs> for? You know, yeah. I mean, I can see if you're, you know, if you've got option C there. And, you know, it's, it's like you, for God's sake. <laughs> you know, I mean. You know, if, I got if, another question for you. If, 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 if you ever got in that predicament, <laughs> I'd track you down and run you off the road. You know? <laughs> You're saying Reavers outpunted his coverage. Oh, my God. It's one of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen. <laughs> Pat, I got another question for you. Yes. I've been around uh, Hubbard Broadcasting for a long, long time. Yes, sir. As have I. Where is he? That's right. I am in the tunnel uh, now. I'm working on that, Reavers. I've been uh, pretty much in every square inch of this place. Uh, Where is it that you are that you think you couldn't get back here? Well, I could have gotten back there, but not when you started your segment, so you would have had to wait three minutes, and I know about you waiting three minutes. Right. Yeah, so but I mean, I'd rather talk to me on the phone than wait three minutes. But it's almost—it's almost like you're on one of those moving walkways, and you're getting farther and farther away with your phone reception. <laughs> oh no, I'm down here in this—the old haunted end that nobody ever, uh, the, you know, the way the old entrance, you 
know, where uh, nothing happens and you're always wondering, you know, what's who's living back here. So, so. You could have, you could have a home. If I was homeless, I'd get in this building yeah. somehow. What? And I'd just live here. You know, this place is to live here. Donnie Love kind of already does, I think. Are you in a place? Are you in a place where they have the forms that you need to fill out? They have already been filled out. Yes, but they were. But they were. We had to have a discussion, which prevented me from getting back there to when you wanted me to. Okay, I, I was thinking of you with this, not. Yes. You know, I was thinking of you not having to spend an extra five minutes. Yeah. Now it sounds like you're talking to the DA, okay? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's building up. It's building yes. up. It's, it's, <laughs> listen, you. <laughs> What's going to be great is that he's going to finish this by walking through the studio door. Oh, oh my God. Still on his phone. I do a podcast, I can name it that. Shut the bleep up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go. Oh, well, I saw you. Uh, you do specialize them for uh, chaos. They're good at chaos. chaos. This is the thirtieth season, and if we didn't have chaos, it wouldn't be the Timberwolves. Right. It'd have to be somebody else. Right. It's unbelievable. This is media day. They should sell tickets to media day. Man. Yeah. And you got Gophers at Maryland. Uh, I don't know what to think about that one. Do you? Well, Maryland, people thought was good, and then uh, they got their arse kicked at home and did nothing offensively by Temple yep. last week. And now I think the Board of Regents was going to come out with the report today on the kid that died. Yep. Uh, so that ought to really uh, get everybody fired up for a football game. I think that's Flack wins Saturday. All right, and uh, Vikings shouldn't have any trouble with Buffalo. Oh, six, 17 points uh, spread. One of the highest point spreads in week three in NFL history. And your fighting yeah. twins are uh, in Oakland for the weekend. Hey, we're too good for the Tigers. We yeah. know that. Yeah. We are too good for the Tigers. Yeah. I'll talk to you again next week, buddy. All right. Well, maybe I'll come in this time and focus completely on you instead of my future. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, okay. You know what? Just how it works. That was spectacular. Just, it's never, he it's never going to change. In the building, it's never going to change. But down the hall, I'm too far away to get back there. <laughs> it is uh, in my travels down the hallway, <laughs> I uh, stumbled upon some Eskimos. If I was a homeless person, I'd get in here and live here. <laughs> There's rooms here. But oh what made gosh. it better is the previous segment. He was in studio. Yep. And I said, Pat, I just got one more segment. Just hang on. And then he disappeared. Right. So, I, I have an adventure to go on with forms. Right. <laughs> do his form. you know, sign here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's got a piece of yellow tape that says, sign here. Mm-hmm. You know? Goodbye, GLers. Okay. See you later. Okay.